all right, wall fans. Oh, that was not my best all right. Not my best all right today, but it happens. Oh, man, this game. Someone, I swear someone was messing with my mic, and I would blame my daughter, but she's literally not tall enough to reach the microphone. And I don't know who was messing with my mic, but we got it fixed. There we go. All right, wall fans, welcome to episode 44 of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. That's right. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We've got so much good stuff tonight. In fact, it's it's funny because last week, like last episode, I... I I was barely filling the time, and I know this week is going to be like the exact opposite, and I'm going to have to be cutting stuff just like usual. Next week, next week, next week, and then I forget, and it's a whole thing. I'll tell you, man. you got to keep up with it. Um, All right, so let's get down to business. Down to business, episode 44. Go tell us the wall podcast. As usual, our social plugs. Social plugs. That's how you keep in touch with the podcast and with our entire empire of go tell it to the things the th- you know that's because we have go tell it to the brewery go tell it to anyway that's the best way to keep in touch and one of those is facebook facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall check us out there like our page send us messages post funny stuff do whatever you want we don't get a lot of action on there uh you can also follow on twitter at tell the wall pod that's right at tell the wall pod or at magic muppet follow both of those just follow them follow them you will get just ridiculous nuggets of wisdom and common sense um, or maybe just some junk that we feel like tweeting out but you'll have fun either way I promise you that uh, and also our YouTube channel subscribe just search go tell us the wall on YouTube you're gonna find our YouTube channel all kinds of videos up there and most importantly just central location for everything is Sean O'Rourke live.com that's right Google it Save it into your bookmarks, SeanRourkeLive.com. That's going to take you to everything, including Patreon, uh, in addition to all those other things that I just mentioned. Ah, and most exciting this week, most exciting this week, and I'm holding it up for the live feed, people. We have our stickers that just came in this week, our hashtag common sense stickers. They just came in this week. I know I mentioned it on the previous podcast and maybe on the episode before that. I can't remember. It's hard to keep track. Uh, but they did just come in, hashtag common sense stickers, so we're going to be sending out those out to our patrons and our supporters. If you're interested in getting yourself a hashtag common sense sticker, send me a message. Make me laugh. I don't know. Do something. Tell me where you're going to put it. Like, you know, and in fact, once we get these out into people's hands and everything, I want to see pictures of them in awesome locations. Hashtag common sense in awesome locations. Uh, if one of you can get them on... <laughs> Now, I was going to say, if someone get it on Mark Maron's car, you will win the hashtag common sense sticker challenge, but don't actually do that. Let's not piss off the other local, much more famous podcaster in my area. Total joke. Oh, if someone does that. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, but those are out now. Those are out now. We're going to start distributing them. If you're a patron, if you're already a patron, if you're a supporter of the show, you're getting at least one or two or 50 of these stickers. They're, they're getting in your hands. Uh, so, And on that same note, we're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, and on the other note, oh, this is what's so funny. Uh, so I had another Mark Marin sighting today, today. It's funny. I'm out walking my daughter, walking, pushing a stroller along, pushing a stroller along. And I look up, I, you know, I come to an intersection, it's a four-way stop intersection, not like a crosswalk. And I look up and there's a car, <laughs> it's a Toyota Camry. The guy's looking at me. I'm like, oh, and I look over and I see that mustache. It's Mark Marin in his Toyota Camry again. <laughs> and I'm like, 
what's going on here? And obviously the guy's not stalking me or anything. It's just simple coincidence that this is happening. But I'm like, okay, twice over the course of like a week. Um, and full disclosure, we do live in the same neighborhood. So really it's not that weird. And in fact, he was probably cutting through on a road uh, that I take my daughter out on walks. It, it's kind of near, it's in my neighborhood, my part of the neighborhood. Uh, and I also use that same road to kind of cut the main road. Uh, so I'm sure he was doing the same thing, which is funny, but we did have another Mark Marin sighting. And on that note, how many times can we say on that note this episode? Uh, Kevin, can you give me a count there? Can we try and keep track? Uh, on that note, <laughs> I was listening to a little Mark Marin. Finally, I was getting around to listening to his, to some episodes of his podcast. Uh, and I had, a, I had this realization, a couple things here. When I first started Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, uh, it's always been out of Highland Park. It's always like the studio actually moved, but it moved from one side of Highland Park to the other side of Highland Park. And in Highland Park, we get a lot of helicopters, a lot of police helicopters. In fact, we just get helicopters flying overhead because I think we're on a flight path uh, for the helicopters. So in addition to the usual crime that we have in the area, despite what you read in like Vanity Fair or anything, like it's not that safe in Highland Park. Uh, so, But we get lots of them flying over. And when I originally started the podcast, when I first started it, I would often joke about it. I said, oh, helicopter's flying overhead again, or, oh, hang on, helicopter flying over, oh, sorry, there's a helicopter flying over. Like, and not constantly, but I joked about it. And I got feedback that people were like, dude, stop mentioning the helicopters. Like, don't mention the helicopters. Well, wall fans, you know what happened while I was listening to Mark Marin's WTF podcast? He literally acknowledged an airplane flying over and then held his podcast, didn't stop recording, held his podcast while the plane flew over. So, wall fans, I appreciate everyone's feedback. However, there are certain instances where I'm going to go ahead and trust the expert, who is Mark Marin. He is one of the most recognizable podcasters out there. He's the only podcaster that's had Barack Obama on his podcast. I mean, like, he's the only podcaster I know of that's had any uh, president or former president on their podcast. You know, that being said, I'm sure or maybe Orange Menace was on a podcast and now he's a president. I'm not counting. Come on. <laughs> the dude that dude was on reality shows, too. So that really doesn't count. In addition to that, as I'm listening to WTF podcasts and I want all of you out there because you that are listening, you subscribe, you know, you you share and support and everything else. We have a lot of fans that really support. In fact, we're going to recognize an, uh, one of our newest uh, financial supporters in just a moment. Uh, but as I was listening to it, I realized if you're a fan of. Mark Marin's WTF podcast, there's no reason you shouldn't be listening to Go Tell It to the Wall. Now, granted, I realize Mark Marin gets a bunch of celebrities on his podcast. Yes, he has an interview like in the middle of every episode, every podcast he does. However, the beginning and end, it's it, without, and not even on purpose, because I, I hadn't even really listened to his podcast. I was a fan of his stand up comedy um, and the little bit of acting he does in Glow and, and elsewhere. Uh, but haven't really, and as I'm listening, it, it, it's very similar. So if you enjoy W, tell your friends if they if you know have a friend that enjoys Mark Maron's WTF podcast, tell them about Go Tell It to the Wall podcast because I guarantee they're going to enjoy it. I guarantee it. They're going to enjoy it. And there's my tablet making all kinds of noise. Ah, oh, this is what happens. Um, all right, getting all kinds of notifications and stuff. The social media world, man. We we live in this social media world, and all kinds of stuff's happening. I'm just joking. It, it's going to happen. I sh maybe I should have turned off my tablet here it's one of those things you know, like you feel you're like oh where's my phone 
I'm actually quite the opposite. Um, sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to leave my phone at home. Like, my wife and I will be leaving the house, and occasionally I'm like, you got your phone? Yeah. I'm just going to leave this bad boy here while we go out to the grocery store or whatever it is. Um, I don't do that as often as I should, but I, I, I would like to do that more. Uh, moving along. Mark Marin though. Man, WTF podcast. Like, come on. Come on. Support the local podcasters. We're going to try to get a Common Sense sticker in Mark Maron's hand at some point. I'm constantly carrying them with me now. And next time I see him filling up gas and literally staring me up and down like we talked about uh, last episode or the episode before, I'm going to be like, dude, take this sticker, please. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. I got all kinds of stuff's coming across. Uh, I think, honey, if you're watching the podcast, handle those texts. Some some people are, God, everything. <laughs> Seeing my, this is what I mean. Like, I want to just hand my phone off. I can't do it this time because I got it recording stuff. It's not, not the actual podcast, uh, but that's what we do for the Facebook live feed. All right, moving along. New content. New content on YouTube. That's right. I've been teasing it for so long. We have new content up on YouTube. Uh, just went up this week. New beer reviews. New beer reviews. Go tell it to the brewery is the official new play newest playlist uh, that's... Uh, that's going on. Let me see. I don't know what I can do about that. There we go. Oh, you know what it is? I'm having getting some feedback on the... Uh... Thank you, John. I'm going to move my, my lav here. Uh, let me know if that's a little better. Uh, uh, new content on YouTube. Go tell it to the brewery. Check it out. Subscribe on there. And in fact, we just shot a video tonight that's going to be going up there, hopefully tomorrow, um, if not in the next couple days depending on when I can get, actually get everything cut and, and put up there and, and uploaded and stuff you know it's 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 a bit of a process no matter what we do um, so so check us out YouTube just search go tell it to the wall uh, and, and you'll see that new content and new content going up almost daily on there depending on how much of a of a fight my daughter is putting up on a given day and how much editing I can actually do kind of during the day so check us out YouTube new content and most importantly for this episode, I want to take a moment. I always recognize our patrons, and I want to take a moment to recognize our newest supporter, and that is Joan, or Bamf, as I like to call her. Bamf, you can figure out B-A-M-F what that stands for. Despite the fact that I drop a lot of F-bombs, I try not to drop them that much, and they usually only come out when I'm fired up, and I don't really get fired up talking about Joan, because she's a very good friend, a very great person, uh, and, and I would say a... a a very good proponent for common sense. <laughs> That's a very big proponent for common sense. Really, anything that she talks about tends to involve common sense as well. All right, I'm just checking my chords there. Oh, and one more thing on the opening here. This is, I, I don't want to call this an announcement. I don't want to call this an announcement. It just came to me like today as I was show prepping. Let you, let you into my, my inner world here for a moment. Uh, so, I had a dream last night, and I've been tossing around different concepts and, and everything else, and I've always talked about having people on the podcast, and we've talked about the, pa the Patreon uh, thresholds, um, and, and for those of you keeping track, Joan counts into that, so we need to hit that 25 and then hit that 50, we're all getting a special whiskey episode and then a special party for all the patrons, so look forward to that, um, but as I'm tossing this stuff around, I had this dream last night. And in this dream, I was was hosting a YouTube channel with a co-host. I can't tell you who the hell it was. I, I don't know. I was having this dream. Hosting a YouTube channel with a co-host. So it came to me, you know what? Maybe it's time, and we're not going to add a co-host 
to Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. Go Tell Us The Wall podcast is me with a couple people that kind of come in and give content. You know, Bridget is usually here on a weekly basis to help out and keep everyone in line. Um, Chris, who who does a lot of fact-checking. Kevin is also on quite a bit on the live feeds to help us out. But for the most part, it's me sitting in a studio. In fact, the, the last episode, last week's episode, extremely rough because when it's just you talking to a wall and some people on a live feed, it becomes very, uh, very stressful and very difficult. Stressful, I don't know if that's the right word, but just anxiety-inducing. Last week was one of those episodes, and, and, and I'll tell you. However, we're not going to put a co-host on Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. We're just not. But I think what we're going to do is look at some additional content, whether it's podcast or YouTube content, and I want it to be me and someone else, me and a co-host. So, Wall fans, any of you out there, if you have any ideas, someone maybe that is breaking into the podcast world, you know, send me their info. Send them my info. Connect us. Because I think it's time to kind of bounce off of someone a little bit. We're not going to change up the formatting on the episodes for Go Tell Us The Wall podcast, like I said. But it's time for additional content. And I think it would be fun to have me bouncing off with another co-host who is maybe a little silly, definitely has some common sense, you know. Uh, so hit me up. Hit me up on the Facebook page. Hit me up on Twitter. Or most importantly, SeanRourkeLive.com. Or even on the YouTube channel. Any of those. Hit me up. Connect me with somebody. Looking for a co-host for some additional content. So let me know on that. All right. Oh, that was quite the opening. I guess I should use this moment to recognize our beer for this week. Mm. All right. Uh, so our beer this week. Continuing the craft breweries, because I've still got this, this nice little shipment of subscription beer. We have a nice little IPA called Steamboat IPA uh, from Bent River Brewing. Bent River Brewing is actually out of Moline, Illinois. Don't ask me where Moline, Illinois is. I don't know exactly where it is, despite the fact that I kind of know where Chicago is and spent a lot of time in Chicago. I, I, it, I don't believe it's in Chicago. Out of Moline, Illinois, Steamboat IPA from Bent River Brewing. Check them out. Uh, it is definitely an IPA. It is similar to like a Stone IPA, a Lagunitas IPA, um, but I'm enjoying it. If, if you don't like the hoppy beers, don't waste your time. Um, and for those of you that are that are like, you have so many IPAs on the show. and all, I've got a blonde ale like sitting off to the side here. We're going to be using that maybe next week or the week after. I've got some porters as well. So don't give me a hard time about the IPAs. <laughs> I don't, I don't really get much of a hard time, but I, like, I look back at my beer and I'm like, hmm, there's a lot of IPAs and pale ales and like really hoppy stuff, you know? Uh, so, so check them out. Steamboat IPA out of Bent River Brewing from out Bent River Brewing Company out of Moline, Illinois, uh, and they've actually been around since 1993, um, and then became a little more mainstream in the early 2000s, early 2000s before 2010. So check them out. Steamboat IPA, Bent River Brewing, out of Moline, Illinois. And we've got a specific beer review going up uh, maybe tomorrow. Definitely not tonight. I can promise you it won't be tonight. Um, all right, let's move along. Oh, yeah, that's like the long... That might set a record for opening. I'll have to check with Bridget uh, when she jumps on or, or catches up with listening and see. <laughs> She'll remember offhand. She'll be like, ah, no, that was way too long. I'll hear it later. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, some social... I found some fun social stuff this week. I'm not a big fan of, as you know, we've talked about the gray sweatpants challenge and like the, what was the, I don't know, the leg hop thing and like the manic, it's all like, okay, think of something original. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, these things aren't necessarily that original, but as I was looking for some social content, I found myself laughing out loud at a couple of these. Uh, this one, this first one, 
that's a social trend happening right now. I wasn't really laughing. I laughed out loud for a second. I scrolled down a little and just went, oh, man. There, that's why the Orange Menace got elected. <laughs> and this, this particular trend would be hashtag my happy place in four words. So what they're asking is people to describe their happy place in four words. So first one I come up on, America without, and I, we don't say his name on the podcast, Orange Menace. Guy actually used his real name, four words. America without Orange Menace. Uh, but here's where it gets scary. When I do like this one, any concert front row. If you're a music listener, like I've been talking about it for a couple weeks on the podcast, like I am in need of like jumping around and just having some beer and and enjoying an old school punk rock concert. So I get it. Um, But I will tell you, like there's one on here in particular, watching Hillary Clinton's trial. And it's like, really? Are you still harping on that? And even if you're an Orange Menace supporter, we have a couple sayings, you know, if you're an Orange Menace supporter and you're like watching Hillary's trial. I would like to tell you a story about a pot and a kettle. Pot and a kettle. We also have a saying involving glass houses and rocks. Now, I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan. I'm not a Democratic Party fan. I'm obviously not a Republican GOP. Jesus Christ. I I don't know how anyone can be a fan of theirs. Now we're getting a little too political. But I saw that and it's like, really? This is what you're harping on? Like, this is what you're harping on. Like, find something new. Find something new. You know, I know she was on the Grammys, and I called her out for that. She shouldn't have been on the Grammys doing a stupid reading out of excerpts out of a book. Everyone failed on that one. The entire music industry failed on that one because that was just dumb. That was just dumb. But you know what? Get over it. Get over it. Like, she, you know, she's not changing our way of life. She's not out there spewing stuff. She's not getting close to starting nuclear wars. Get over it. So my happy place in four words is America without Orange Menace. That's right. America without Orange Menace. Uh, I wouldn't recommend looking up that hashtag, but I did find that one amusing. That's one of the trends that's happening on Twitter right now. Uh, this one is funny, though. There's another trend that's happening on uh, on Twitter, and that would be hashtag edible books. Now, it's funny because when I first saw this, I was like, man, are they making edible books? Because I might need this. I got a 14-month-old at home, and all she does is chew on books. <laughs> like, you know? And uh, then I looked at it, and I realized it's not. So what what it is is people were were coming up with book titles but making them sound like food. So I want to give you a couple. And there's one that literally made me laugh out loud. I know this is so silly, and I make fun of these things, but there's a couple of – one that in particular made me laugh out loud. Uh, so the first one I came across, To Grill a Mockingbird. It's okay. Uh, but this one I enjoyed. Fifty Shades of Gravy. <laughs> Fifty Shades with Gravy. Uh, room with a Stew. And now my one went away. Uh, but my favorite one that I saw on here, one flew over the couscous nest. <laughs> and I was reading this. And it's funny because my daughter's playing in the corner and I'm like kind of scanning through some stuff and I'm watching her, you know. And I started la- and she looks over at me and she was like, you know, I got one of those looks because I'm like weird laughing. Like one flew over the couscous nest. Uh, sometimes I am super easily entertained, wall fans. Super easily entertained. But I do recommend checking out hashtag edible books. As it there there's some gold there, um, but it gets even better. It gets even better, uh, and that would be hashtag worst ways to get dumped. That's right, hashtag worst ways to get dumped. So if you've been dumped in a weird way, wall fans, share it on Twitter or on social media with hashtag worst ways to get dumped. One of the ones that made me laugh out loud, worst ways to get dumped, 
interpretive dance. <laughs> and you got to admit, that's creative. If, if like, here's the thing. And when I was younger, if, if I'd been broken up with and someone did an interpretive dance, I'd be like, all right. All right. I, I, I'm, I don't even have anything to say to that. You put the time in. There's, there's no rebuttal on that. Uh, not that it should be a rebuttal. Like, when you get dumped, it's like, oh, puppy. no, no, no. Just, just accept it and get away. Uh, and another one is no show at wedding. Yeah, that's one way. And I saw another one on here that was phone call from their mother. <laughs> I imagine that had to be a teenager. I imagine that had to be a teenager. Phone call from uh, their mother. Uh, and I'm still getting tons of notifications coming across my phone here. This is what happens. Uh, but let's move along nonetheless. Another one. And this one is a little bit of a warning. And this restored a little bit of my faith in humanity. Okay, I'm literally hearing a, a train horn going by. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. We have trains here, but they're commuter trains. I don't think they have big horns. Like, eh, I don't know. Maybe they do. Who knows? Um, but that this, w this one be careful of. Because this one is hashtag my first vehicle was. Hashtag my first vehicle was. So Twitter and other social platforms are asking people to post what their first vehicle was. And you might say, well, that's fine. That seems funny. Let's see what people's first cars are. Something to keep in mind, ball fans. A very common security question when you're trying to recover passwords from a website or something else like that is, what was your first car? What was your first car? <laughs> so literally, this is people fishing. Probably writing them. You know, they got people. Because you know these people exist. Like, I still get these phone calls. And they're trying to get you. Trying to get you. Oh, oh, let me get that phone number. Yeah, no. So watch out. Don't be posting your first car on social media. There's no reason to. There's no reason to. Um, I will tell you my first car, because it is none of my security questions. My very first car was a Lincoln Mark 7. A 1988 Lincoln Mark 7. Boat of a car. Boat of a car. Luxury car. Old, late 80s luxury car. Uh, the dangerous thing about that particular car was it had a, basically, a Mustang engine. <laughs> it was a V8 uh, 5-liter engine in that thing. Luckily, the car was really heavy, so I wasn't able to go that fast. But I grew up in San Diego, and big street racing culture down there. And guys used to pull to my car in these little, like, souped-up Hondas and stuff, uh, you know. And they'd pull up and they'd be like, okay, and not looking to race me. I mean, lots of people looking to race down there. They weren't looking to race me because they're looking at this boat of a luxury car. But what would happen is they'd take, out, they'd take off off the line and I'd be like, okay. And I'd go with them, you know. And I'm not, I'm not encouraging uh, dangerous driving. I'm just talking a fast acceleration to like 45 miles an hour. Not like, not wheel screeching or anything. But occasionally I'd get this look over like, <laughs> what's going on uh so remember that kids out there driving those those little souped up honda accords and stuff these old cars they have large large engines in them that can pump out a lot of power uh so i'm sharing that one with you go ahead all of you out there fishing uh that is not any of my security questions it's just not you know it's just not it's not i don't use that particular one i don't i don't in fact i i use like the hardest ones possible like, I'm not even going to tell you, but I use, like, the hardest ones possible that even if you know me, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able, like, you'd be like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Like, if I told you, you'd be like, I didn't know that. Those are the questions I choose. Be smart out there online, wall fans. Be smart. Be smart. Uh, all right. Uh, a little more serious social news. Serious. Ah, not that serious, but kind of serious. 
so the hammer is kind of has kind of come down. It's starting to come down. It's still on its way down. Uh, regarding fake Twitter followers, fake Twitter followers, you might say, eh, whatever, fake Twitter followers. And I know it's funny because with all the Russia investigation stuff, and you know, like, what? What do you mean, fake Twitter followers? I'm not talking about like. The, the scams and the phishing and the causing controversy and everything else and hacking and, you know, that we've been hearing about. What I'm talking about is people. Most of the time it's going to be famous people. And I'm finger quoting famous just because, like, maybe it is really famous. Famous is such a subjective term or just kind of pseudo famous, like famous, whatever your your definition of famous is. And what they do is they, they, they're able to pay for these fake Twitter followers to make it look like their Twitter has a huge following, you know. And in fact, there's a long list of celebrities that have already gotten called out on this. They've done some investigating, and they've already been called out on this. And in fact, New, I think it's the New York Attorney General is actually investigating this. And it's twofold. Because you could say, well, whatever, it's just fake Twitter accounts. Well, first off, that can actually be considered fraud. Because if you're putting yourself out there with all these fake Twitter followers, it's, it's actually technically fraud. Because you're fraudulently portraying yourself as having all of these followers. You know, it's like when we talked months and months ago about how they're really cracking down on the sponsored posts and how 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 celebrities have to specify that it's a sponsored post because they're being paid to say, hey, look at this lipstick or hey, look at these shoes or whatever it is. Uh, again, just a reminder, we're not sponsored for anything on Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. I'm not getting any money from Bent River Brewing. Just to clarify, come on, man, maybe Bent River Brewing should be sending us some beer. Then it'd be sponsored. Then I'd have to stipulate. Who knows? Ah, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's just one part of it. That is just one part of it when it's considered fraud. Uh, but in addition to that, it's going to be even worse if it's an actual person. So let's say someone hacked into at Tell the Wall Pod or at Magic Muppet and started following other people. That makes it even worse beyond just the fraud. That's impersonating other people. So this is, it's going to be interesting to see this get unpacked, and we'll kind of follow it. You know, I don't know how much is going to come of this, uh, but I am happy to see them busting these, these fake Twitter followers because sometimes you see people and you're like, how do you have 10,000 Twitter followers? Like, you're not even, like, doing any, you know. And I'm sure that's part of how that's coming about. You can pay for Twitter followers. It's, it's, like, it's like buying, uh, uh, you know, God, whatever they call it, but like directories of, of people's contact info. You know, you can like buy a whole lot, like from, and there's always these stipulations with companies that you give your contact info to, like we don't sell your contact info or we may sell your contact, you know, it's kind of, it's similar uh, to that. So we're going to kind of follow it and see what happens. I, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm glad to see them cracking down on it. That I am uh, happy to see because it, at the end of the day, we all need to just use common sense and, and, and be honest. You know, be honest with each other. There's there's nothing good coming of being dishonest. And and really, to me, if 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 I was to 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 get along, like let's say I was using fake tactics, you know, fake subscribers or whatever. If five years down the line, if if I, I that would continue to bother me, I'd say, well, no, I built this on a lie. You know, that's why everything coming out of Go Tell to Ball podcast is genuine. I let you into my personal life, and that's genuine. You know, I talk about mental illness and my experience with mental illness. That's all genuine. All of it. So if I was to have some some fake, you know, pedestal that I'm building everything up on, it just wouldn't work. That wouldn't be common sense. That's not what I'm... I'm not passionate about being fake. I'm passionate about common sense. I'm passionate about, you know, talking to a wall. That's what I do every week. I'm telling it to a wall. 
with the help of some of our friends here. You know, that's all it is. Uh, all right, let's move along. Uh, so we have some additional news from the Guggenheim. Oh, the Guggenheim. Remember we talked, oh, I can't remember offhand if it was last episode. It might have been the one before. We talked about how the Orange Menace and his wife had requested a Van Gogh painting from the Guggenheim. And Guggenheim didn't want to comply because it was going into their private residence and they didn't want to take it away from people going to, see, going to the museum to see the Van Gogh. Hmm, amazing. Orange Menace wants to take things away from people for his own benefit. Hmm, what a surprise. Yeah, no, we talked about that a couple, last episode of the one before. And they offered him a gold toilet. They said, well, you can put this gold toilet in if you want a piece of art for your personal residence within the White House. Well, what happened? All of the, the MAGA, the MAGA, make America great again, idiots. Sorry, I'm sorry. If you're still following this stuff and you think it's okay, like this is the time to jump off the ship. This is the time to jump off the ship and your grandkids aren't going to look back and be like, dude, you are a bigoted racist. Like this is the time. Go ahead. We'll give you like a day or two. Just just get off. Just just get off. You know, like stop with the make America great again and all this. Just stop. Get off that bandwagon. Save yourself. Save your kids. Like from having to talk and tell your grandkids about how you... Uh, voted for an orange, racist, bigoted son of a bitch. Anyway, what happened was all these MAGA people, MAGA, 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 Make America Great Again people, decided to flood uh, the Guggenheim Yelp and their Facebook page with, like, bad reviews. Bad reviews. Mm-hmm. So they literally went on to... <laughs> Guggenheim has a Yelp page, which is interesting. I mean, I guess everything has a Yelp page. Guggenheim has a Yelp page. Um, and, and some, so everyone started going on there and giving them one star reviews, one star reviews. Uh, one of them was this P this POS institution. That'd be a piece of shit for those of you not aware. This POS institution thinks it's funny to offer a president a toilet. Uh, GFY Guggenheim. Yeah. Because it wasn't weird for the orange menace to try to take away fine art from the public. Yeah. That wasn't, that, that wasn't weird. But the Guggenheim literally offering a piece of art that was available to be put somewhere else because it wasn't on display anymore. Yeah, that's the ridiculous thing. You know what the extra ridiculous thing about this when it comes to Yelp is? Like, like think about this, Wall fans. First of all, this is a bunch of these people are like, they're not, it wasn't like, I went to the Guggenheim and it was filthy and disgusting. No, they're, they're, all, they're all mad. Um, they're, they're all mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. No one's going to the Guggenheim anymore. And, and that's what got me thinking about this. Because do you think, here's the thing. I, I can't imagine anyone is like looking at Yelp reviews being like, oh man, Guggenheim. Not getting good reviews today. I don't think, I don't think we should go. No Guggenheim today. Like com think of this wall fans. This is, it would be kind of like a Yelp page for Disneyland. Like go ahead, get on there and, t and talk all the smack you want. People still going to Disneyland. They're still going to Disneyland. Nobody's looking at Yelp and going, how's wonder what the Yelp reviews are for Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland only has two stars today. Like, really? It's the freaking Guggenheim. It is the freaking Guggenheim. On that same note, you know what just came to me? Please, God, tell me there is a Yelp for the White House. Please tell me there is a Yelp for the White House. And let's have some fun, Wall fans. Whoever can send me screenshots, if there's a Yelp, of the, uh, if there's a Yelp for the White House, whoever can send me screenshots, you're getting yourself a common sense. Hashtag common sense sticker. Oh, that's a big one. Hashtag common sense and definitely hashtag it with common sense because <laughs> we, we really own that hashtag common sense like we're the 
pretty much the first ones to do it. I mean, it's, it's, it's out there, but if you search hashtag common sense, it's all go tell it to the wall, go tell it to the brewery, all within the go tell it to the wall family, interestingly enough. So make sure uh, you, you, you put that hashtag on there too if there is a Yelp for the White House, which I am going to finish this podcast and look for myself. But all of you out there, check that out if there's a Yelp for the White House. Um, and I don't think the Guggenheim is going to be hurting at all after that one. Oh, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun after that. Interestingly enough, I did come across another article about Facebook and them losing uh, losing users, interestingly. We talked about that last episode, and I need to be careful that I'm not talking too much smack because we're literally doing a live feed here uh, on, on Facebook. <laughs> uh, but I found a fun one. And apparently, and this is the thing I've known about for a little while because you, you kind of see it, and this would be clever... Uh, clever Wi-Fi names. Clever Wi-Fi names. So I found a little article here that has some of the best, uh, the best Wi-Fi names. So one of them in particular. Tell my Wi-Fi, love her. Think about it, wall fans. Tell my Wi-Fi, love her. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. There was another one. Oh, there's another one. Uh, we can hear you having sex, and we can hear you not having sex. <laughs> Best Wi-Fi names ever. If any of you have them out there, post them on uh, post them on the Facebook page, or Twitter, whatever it is. I, I'd love to see your ideas uh, or anything you've used, you know, um, or you found around you. Another one I found, Martin Router King. <laughs> I like that one, uh, Martin Router King. And in fact, I'd seen these before. It really when I when we moved in our new house uh, just over a year ago is when I really saw it happening. Um, there's a couple right in my neighborhood. Uh, oh, and I can't, there's actually a, 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 and excuse my dropping of the F-bomb, there's actually a Wi-Fi not far from here, not within my range, but not far from here, that's just called uh, Fuck Hipsters. It's just called Fuck Hipsters. Uh, but there's a couple around me that are really good, and I see them popping up like on my Wi-Fi, or people come over and they're like, which Wi-Fi is yours? And, uh, and I'm not creative with our Wi-Fi, it's just not. They're, they're, we have a dual-band Wi-Fi, and they are named after uh, both of our pets that passed away, uh, both of them passed away in 2017. Not creative. However, around me in the same neighborhood, there is a Wi-Fi named uh, I'm Faster Than You, and then about a year ago, somebody saw that and must have been setting up their Wi-Fi. And they set up a Wi-Fi that was, I'm even faster than you. And the even was in all caps. But my favorite, even out of the ones I saw on this site, and in, this one's actually in my neighborhood, my favorite name for a Wi-Fi, Pretty Fly for a Wi-Fi. Pretty Fly for a Wi-Fi, that's right, wall fans. If you don't know what that is, uh, you weren't listening to music in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so check them out. Check those out. I think that was a Distractify article. But if you have something to share, share them with me on the Twitter, on the website, on the Facebook page, wherever. You know all the places to do it, you know. Or just share it anywhere and put hashtag common sense. Every once in a while I go on and I just, start, I just search hashtag common sense. And I see mostly our stuff, but then occasionally there's other stuff. Um, so do that as well. Add that hashtag. All right, we had some new, some new news. New old news that actually came out this week. I think it just came out today, uh, actually, on February 1st. February 1st. We're recording this on February 1st. If you're only listening to the audio, you're not going to be able to hear this until February 2nd, uh, the very earliest, but recording on February 1st. And this kind of, I don't, I don't want to say it just broke, uh, but there's new developments. So the, the police department here in Los Angeles uh, have reopened a case, and that would be the case, of in, uh, the case involving the death of Natalie Wood. 
If you're not familiar with Natalie Wood, I totally understand. Um, the only reason I really know who Natalie, I, had to, I went to film school. I, had to learn, I learned about Natalie Wood, and, um, but she was an actress that was married to Robert Wagner. If you're not familiar with Robert Wagner, he was in tons of other movies and, and TV shows that were better than this. But really, the easiest way I can describe him is he was number two in all of the Austin Powers movies. He was number two. He's that kind of, I don't want to say funny looking guy, but he's, he's like very, you know, he looks like Ray Wise. Like he looks like this kind of just old Hollywood, you know, guy. Like, you know, he's, he's very similar look. Um, and what happened was he was married to Natalie Wood, was out on their boat, his and her boat back in the early 80s. Uh, along with Christopher Walken, and Natalie Wood, this is the story, Natalie Wood fell off the boat and drowned, fell off the boat and drowned. Now, there's always been controversy, and that's why I say this is new old news. Everyone in Hollywood or around Hollywood or heard the story was kind of like, really, dude? Really? Like, okay, and you knew there's something sketchy going on. You just, you kind of knew. And what happened was the police have reopened this investigation, uh, and Robert Wagner is is most likely going to be end up becoming a suspect here. Um, now, this is interesting. Uh, because I don't believe there's any statute of limitations on m on murder, so I, I guess they'd be going after murder. Uh, but we're gonna kind of follow this, just because I find it interesting. It, it, it's it's such an old story, and it's one of those things. Um, if 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 you've lived in L.A. or Hollywood, or worked in L.A. or Hollywood, like you've probably heard this. If you've been in the industry, it's just kind of one of those things, um, you know, that you've learned about and talked about, and it's it's, it's one of those tongue-in-cheek things. Like, yeah, you know, Wagner knows something. Wa Christopher Walken probably knows something too, you know. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Not much coming out on this one just yet. Um, and we're in TV, film, books, for those of you keeping track at home. TV, film, and books. We don't have a lot this week. TV, film, and books. That would be TV, film, and Hollywood. I don't know. I do have one other thing for TV, film, and books. And you know what? Theater. Because I would consider this theater. Uh, so last weekend, I had the great privilege of going to see Puppet Up. Puppet Up. Man, I got to put that that pop filter on here because whenever I'm using a lot of peas and get a lot of pop in my mic here uh, pop it up pop it up pop it up if you're not familiar with pop it up uh, it, it is a improv show from the great mind of Brian Henson that's right Brian Henson son of Jim Henson creator of basically my favorite thing on the face of the earth which is the Muppets the Muppets and everything Fraggle Rock and everything involved within the Muppets and pop it up is an improv show with Muppets Puppets, Muppets. When you might say, well, it's just, is it just like Muppets, but live and improv? Well, yes and no. You don't have Kermit the Frog up there. You have some of their other creature shop designed puppets up there. However, they do get a little raunchy. If you want to hear puppets drop some F-bombs, Puppet Up is for you. Uh, and I, w I highly recommend this. If you're, a, if you're a Henson fan, I highly recommend it. Don't tell too many of your friends because they don't market this. It's really, you got to be on their email list. Uh, fortunately, my wife is on it, which I, I just haven't added my name to the list because I've been to like four of these shows, um, but because she has it. So she tends to, you know, like, there's a puppet up coming up. Uh, and this one in particular was actually at the Jim Henson studio, uh, which is pretty cool. If you ever have the opportunity to go there, I highly recommend it. I've been there like four times. I've couple weddings there. I actually DJed a wedding there a couple years ago for some good friends of mine. Um, so I highly recommend it. Do the tour, and especially if you can see Puppet up there. Uh, again, from the great mind of Brian Henson. Uh, Brian Henson. And uh, and the cool thing that I found about seeing, because I've seen a few of them, and actually uh, a few years ago I saw one of the actors for the improv show, and this was, I, I can't remember the exact date, but I can tell you, any of you out there, uh, it was literally the week that John Henson died, Brian Henson's brother. It was literally that week. They had a memorial thing up on the screen for him and everything, and one of the actors was sick, and Brian Henson came out and took his place. 
got to watch Brian Henson perform an improv show with puppets at Puppet Up. Um, and then this this past weekend in particular, he was there and he did the intro, uh, and they had intermission, and I, and I go out, and I'm, I'm having a beer, I'm standing at the bar, and I look up, Brian Henson just shooting the shit with everyone. He's just like, hey, hanging out. I'm Brian Henson. What's up, dude? I'm just like, dude, you're Brian Henson. <laughs> like, and you know, like such a nice guy. Just, just such a nice guy. Uh, and again, I highly recommend Puppet Up. If, if you're a Muppet fan, it doesn't get much better than Puppet Up. It just doesn't. I have a Muppet obsession, as you can see from at Magic Muppet. My playa name's Magical Freaking Muppet. It's not Magical Freaking Muppet. It's just Magical Muppet, but, you know. Uh, all right, let's move along. Check out Puppet Up, though. Let's move along. I don't know where that came from. Jeez, wall fans. Someone's... Bridget, I've had too much beer. And now I'm like singing to myself and uh, I don't know what's happening. I'm just kidding. We got it. We got it. We got it here. Um, all right. I don't have any music this week, but I do want to share because I feel like this is is somehow a theme. And, I, and this is honest to God. I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just I'm not doing it on purpose. I talked about how I took my daughter to the library, picked up a couple CDs and grabbed the absolute wrong CD. Vampire Diaries soundtrack as opposed to Vampire Weekend. Well, I was there this week, too. Took my daughter to the library, picked out a couple books, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a couple CDs, you know, take them home, listen, you know. It's nice, because I don't, I don't watch, my, my daughter doesn't watch TV, so when I'm hanging out with her, like, I just put music on, you know, a lot of her music, uh, but, like, I'll just put, you know, my music on, or music she might like. She's a big punk rock fan. I, I Like, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Uh, about a month ago, I put on Blink-1, and she started, like, dancing around. I'm not, and this is not even a joke. She is her, her, her father's daughter. Um, so I go in and get a couple CDs, and I get home. And I'm kind of, you know, and I and I like have like one CD, not even player, but CD drive. Uh, so that's where I go whenever I have CDs. That's where I put them in to listen. So I go to put in one of the CDs. And I go, oh, wait a minute. And I'm looking through my iTunes and I'm like, oh, oh, I own this album already. I go to put another CD in. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And I look through my iTunes. I'm like, oh, I own this album too. <laughs> so... In continuing the ridiculousness that is me getting CDs at the library, I brought home, and I brought home like four albums, so I did get some music listening out of it, but I brought home half of the albums I brought home literally already owned. And I want to say maybe I have too much music, but I don't. I don't. I think when my music library gets to like 150 days, then I can worry about it. Right now I'm sitting at, I could start playing music in my music library, and it, it's going to end 50 days from now. I think I'm sitting right around 50. I don't know. There's no such thing as too much music. But remember what music you have when you're going to the library and picking up CDs, especially if you're going to buy them. Oh, man. Uh, let's move on to some sports. We have actually very important sports this week, very similar to episode 42. Uh, we have some big, big, big news that I've actually talked about from the beginning of this podcast. The Cleveland baseball team. The Cleveland baseball team. They've officially announced that they will be retiring Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo is the cartoon indigenous person that they use on their uniforms with the big, like, very insulting, extremely insulting logo that they use on their uniforms and they've had it on their hats and stuff. They're retiring it for the 2019 season. So we're still going to see it in 2018 a little bit. Now, a couple years ago, they, they started using, it's, it's, just a, it's just a C, a block C more on like their hats and stuff. Uh, but we are still going to see a little bit of Chief Wahoo over the next year. Uh, but in 2019, completely retired, not on the uniforms, and they will not be selling Chief Wahoo stuff at the stadium, really, or just about anywhere else. This was something I found interesting, Wall fans. And it makes sense to me. What I found interesting is because I was listening to a story on this, an interview about it, actually. And they said, 
not going to be in the stadium. They're not going to sell it. It's not going to be on the uniforms. However, they're still going to produce a couple of smaller products with Chief Wahoo on it. And I, like, this is all happening within seconds in my head. And I went, okay, so they still want to make some money off it. They're just making it seem. But no, here's the thing. They have to continue to produce a couple of things and have them somewhat available in order to keep the trademark. And you say, well, why do they need the trademark if they don't want to use Chief Wahoo? Because if they don't have the trademark, some other idiot in Cleveland can then file for the trademark on Chief Wahoo and start producing and selling stuff with Chief Wahoo on it. It's an amazing little tidbit that I learned. Like, I don't know a lot about trademarks or trademark law or copyright law. I just don't. But that is just an amazing little tidbit that I found out about that. And it makes sense for them to do that. I, I genuinely don't think they're trying to profit off of it. I think they're trying to keep other people from profiting off of it. Because you know, here's the thing. I don't care what city you live in, like what state. There's always going to be people that are incredibly insensitive. People that are probably a little racist, bigoted. You know, So there's going to be demand for people to be running around with this cartoon indigenous person on their clothing. And it would just take some idiot in Cleveland to then start profiting off of it. And then spreading Chief Wahoo out just everywhere. Just everywhere. So think about that. Uh, so good on you, Cleveland baseball team. It should have been 2018. Should have already been happening. It really should have been years ago. Should have been years ago. Uh, but I'm happy to see that there is some action happening there. Here's the thing. It's your turn, Washington football team. Whose nickname we don't say on this show because it's incredibly insulting. And there's another interesting thing. If you're not familiar with the Washington, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it once on the podcast. We don't usually say it. If you're not familiar with it, the Washington football team. The Washington football team. Uh, don't you worry, Chris. Are you noticing what I'm what I'm wearing? Getting some comments here. Our fact checker, Chris. Anything else going on in sports this week? He happens to be a little bit of, bit of a Patriots fan. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to we're going to recognize it. Uh, however. Uh, the Washington football team, their nickname is the Redskins. It's the only time and it's the only time it's been said on this podcast, just for those of you not aware, that is their nickname. And there's been a huge uproar for many, 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 many years that it needs to be changed. It needs to be changed. Well, the interesting thing is, a year or two ago, Washington Post, the Washington Post did a poll. Uh, and it was supposed to be a poll of all indigenous people, like not just only indigenous people taking this poll. And they found nine, t nine people out of ten were not offended by the Washington football team mascot. I learned something interesting this week. You know what it was? Originally, they put out this poll, and they said it was all people who identify, and they, they were used, I don't like to use the term, I, li I prefer indigenous people, but they were using the term, all people who identify as Native American. Like, practicing is not the right term, but act like actually within the culture, you know? Then I go to find out, that a lot of the people that took this survey just had to have a minuscule amount of indigenous people in their DNA. So like 1%. You always hear that. I'm 1% Apache. I'm 1% Navajo. So we literally had a bunch of white people taking this because they did one of those stupid little ancestry... We're going to talk about those stupid things. I'm getting so sick of those ad campaigns. They got one right now. I thought I was German my entire life and I took a DNA test and I traded in my lederhosen for a kilt. Like, you, you don't have to stop being culturally German if you grew up that way. Like, okay, we'll, we'll talk about that later, Dave. Uh, so that's what was happening with this poll. We're not, it's a bunch of white people saying, no, no, we like this. So get it. Like, I respect the Washington Post. This is one 
publication I subscribe, well, outside of Entertainment Weekly. That's where I get my entertainment news, but the reputable periodical that I subscribe to is Washington Post. My wife and I subscribe to it, Washington Post. Uh, but I'm a little ashamed of Washington Post for this one. A little ashamed because this should have been, I, I want to hear from people who are truly, indi- like, not to say those people aren't indigenous, but if, like, if you grew up white and you, like, and you're in your 40s and you find out you're 1% Apache, that doesn't mean you can have a, an opinion about, about how indigenous people are treated in this country. I'm sorry, you just can't. You're not allowed. I mean, you're allowed to, but you can't have that kind of opinion where it's then put forth as like, well, indigenous people are not offended by this. Come on. I, I'm not an indigenous person. I'm offended by it. I think it is blatantly racist. So, Washington football team, balls in your court. Oh, next up for sports, I want to recognize somebody very, very, very important in the sports world and just in the entire world right now. And that would be the recently named manager of the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora. Why is that important? Alex Cora is Puerto Rican, from Puerto Rico, grew up in Puerto Rico. Alex Cora put together an entire relief team, including a bunch of people that play for the Red Sox and people within the Red Sox organization, flew down there in a plane with a bunch of supplies and brought it directly to the people of Puerto Rico. So good on you, Alex Cora. Good on you, Boston Red Sox. And good on you, everyone that gave him a hand doing that. You know what's sad about that, Wall fans? Alex Cora did more for Puerto Rico than the Orange Menace, the so-called president of our country. We have a base, former baseball player and current baseball manager. So you may say, I always get this question, well, it's just sports. It's people playing with the ball. Why are sports important? Because, because of baseball... And because of the revenue in baseball, and because of his position, Alex Cora was able to take his position and that revenue and get other people that have the money and the means to do it to bring supplies down to Puerto Rico. So good on you, Alex Cora. I salute you. I don't care that he played for the Dodgers. <laughs> Just kidding. Now we're getting, oh, he played for the Dodgers. Oh, I know he played for the Dodgers. And I like the Dodgers too. It's the one team I'll accept outside the Red Sox. Uh, but good on you, Alex. I, I'm, I was just so pleased to see that. All right, we do have one more thing on sports this week. I usually maintain radio silence during the playoffs. But I am going to take a minute to recognize the great football team from New England known as the Patriots, who will be playing for their fifth Super Bowl title on Sunday, appearing in their 10th Super Bowl game on Sunday. No, sixth sixth Super Bowl title. We're spoiled as Patriots fans. <laughs> They're going for their sixth Super Bowl title. <laughs> just lose track of some of those. I kind of lose track of 2000. That's what's amazing. I lose track. I'm like, oh, yeah, they won in 2014, which is funny because Chris, who's, who's our, kind of our pseudo fact checker, who is literally on our live feed, he will tell you how I was in 2000. I mean, I can tell you how he was in 2014, but I literally left his house. Uh, so good luck on Sunday, New England Patriots. I will be losing my voice, and I will be forcing my 14-month-old daughter to sit on my lap, not in a weird way, but simply because she was sitting in my lap when they overcame that ridiculous 28-3 deficit last year. And that is the last I will mention about the Patriots until next week. No more posting, no more anything. Let's move on from sports. Alex Cora, man. I just, I'll tell you, I'm so I'm proud he's a Red Sox. You should be proud he played for the Dodgers. Like, it's just I, amazing, amazing. Doing more than the Orange Menace. All right, we're running short on time, but let, let's cruise through some of this tech stuff because I think we can be quick with it. 
And then I have some, a couple common sense. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's see where we get. All right. Uh, so Ikea announced a new deal. They actually acquired a little company called uh, TaskRabbit. If you're familiar with TaskRabbit, this is one of those apps that you can have people come out and do little tasks for you. And in addition to acquiring TaskRabbit, now when you check out at Ikea, and I don't know that it's rolled out to all of their stores just yet. Eventually it will. When you check out at Ikea, you can actually uh, hire TaskRabbit to then come to your house and build all the furniture that you just bought. And I know this is a big thing. I hate building Ikea furniture. Fortunately, my wife enjoys it. Um, I, don't, I don't know that she's enjoy, but she kind of, she, she likes, it's one, I think it's like some people enjoy it, some people don't. Like some people like puzzles. I don't like puzzles. Uh, <laughs> I don't like puzzles. Uh, the one thing I will say is it's about $30 per piece of furniture, about $30. As much as I don't enjoy putting Ikea furniture together, uh, personally, it's not worth $30 because I think I can put the thing together in like 20 minutes. You know, there's all, there's always that fine line. Like I don't, I know how to change oil in a car. I know how to do it. However, I don't do it myself, uh, simply because the, the time and effort that goes into, uh, the time and effort that goes into changing your own oil like, you got to compare that to paying, like, 40 bucks to get your oil changed. And you're paying, like, 40 bucks. But remember, if you're changing your own oil, you're still spending, like, 20-some some bucks, you know, because you got to buy the oil, you got to buy a new filter and stuff. So you go to a mechanic, especially if you've good, uh, I have an incredibly honest mechanic, like, ridiculously honest mechanic. You go to him, it's like, 40 bucks. And so, you, so you're really talking, like, $20. And that, that's, like, time and jacking the car up and stuff. And I keep a piece of furniture as much as I hate doing it. I don't know that thirty dollars is in that threshold. Twenty, you'd probably have me. You'd probably have me IKEA. Uh, so look forward to that. Some more interesting news out of the tech world. This is going to be nothing to many of you. However, I want you to kind of maybe look down at your computer if you're sitting in front of a computer right now, whatever it might be. Uh, some interesting news came out. Samsung just recently surpassed Intel as the number one chip maker in the world, not the country, the world. They now make more computer chips and phone chips and everything else than Intel. Now think about that. You might be like, what, what, what? Intel, if you're sitting at a computer right now, there's an Intel chip in your computer. 99% chance there's an Intel chip in your computer. In fact, Intel has been the number one maker of computer chips for 25 years until Samsung went and knocked them off their pedestal. The interesting thing, Samsung is going to continue to increase the amount of, of chips that they're putting out, the production on chips and everything else. So this is going to be interesting. I don't know. Maybe my next Surface is going to have a Samsung chip in, in it instead of an Intel. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's interesting. Um, really no effect on anybody. I just find it interesting because we have someone like Intel had such a hold on it for like 25 years. And then, whoop, whoop, doing something better. Oh, uh, new app coming out from Google. Google. That's right. Google always do. I like Google and they're doing good things. Uh, and this one's interesting. It's actually going to be crowdsourced news. And you might say, what do you mean crowdsourced news? You were just making fun of Facebook and, and then for calling people on a fake news. No, 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 no. This is very different from Facebook. This is similar to Medium. If you're familiar with Medium, that's the, the site you can go on. You can do blogs and write articles and everything else. Anyone can do it. Uh, so Google is launching a, an, an app uh, and a site to do that same thing. And extra interesting because there have been a lot of similar uh, websites and apps that that ha that were giving people the ability to write articles and put them out and shoot photos and everything else and and that have closed up, especially here in Los Angeles, have closed up completely. And in fact, I believe Huffing I think Huffington Post uh, has has a part of their site, uh, their infrastructure that you can do something similar. And I believe that's ending, or did end. So I'm happy to see that this is kind of coming in to replace that. Um, and maybe maybe we'll get some common sense articles up there. You know, get the common sensors out there and. And, and get some cool stuff up there talking about, you know, common sense in the podcast. Alex freaking Cora bringing relief to Puerto Rico when our own 
All right, stop. Yep, that's enough of that. Ah. Uh, and that is one thing I, I will be, I, I think the one thing to take away from that Google Bulletin thing is, is it is still crowdsourced. So you can't, you can't believe everything, like you, you cannot believe everything you see on there. Keep that in mind. Definitely keep that in mind um, when it comes out at least. Oh, this one I'm super excited about. I'm like ridiculously, oh my gosh, I'm crazy excited about this one. Google just made a big announcement for Google Assistant. They're working on and coming out soon, rolling it out. So, you know, we say that phrase. I can't say it because my phone's going to go crazy. My, my, my Google Home's going to go crazy. There's a phrase. One starts with okay. One starts with hey. And then you say Google, you know. Well, what they're rolling out is in a little while, you won't have to say one of those phrases. In fact, you will be able to program your Google Assistant to reply to whatever command you give. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. My, my head start like gear start. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What can I name my Google assistant? What can I name my Google assistant? I will tell you there are going to be a ridiculous amount of Google assistants named Jarvis. Like I already know it. Uh, but mine's going to be something like super califragilisticexpialidocious. I don't know. I mean, that's too long, but I'm going to have something like ridiculous, ridiculous. Maybe it'll be, I hate Alabama football. I don't know. Just kidding. I don't know, but I'm excited about that. Ooh, I, and Again, once that rolls out, if you have a, Google, a, a an Android phone or a Google Home or anything, um, I, I want to hear about the most clever names that you're kind of like we did with the Wi-Fi. I want to hear about the most clever names you're giving it and what you're yelling across the room at your your Google device. Uh, I just want to touch on this one real quick uh, because something happened, and it's it's happened before where we've had accidents, but this was a big one because there's actually video, and we're going to share this one on the Facebook page, so check it out. Uh, so... They were doing a test, and they had some journalists in a car in the, uh, it's the Genesis car. Um, I'm trying to think of what they call it. Yeah. This was happening in California. They had a bunch of camera equipment, and they're filming, and a guy's using what they call the, uh, the ADAS, which is the Advanced Driver Assistant, Automated, Advanced Driver Assistance, which is basically driverless. Like, you see a lot of this. They're like, you don't, you know, take your hands off the wheel, let the car drive. Well, it's shooting this video. And the ADAS failed. And they actually rear-ended another car as they're shooting. It's actually kind of amazing. And, and they're all safe. I mean, like, the guy starts to apply the brakes. It wasn't like a 70-mile-an-hour, but, like, boom. It was They're doing, like, 20. So every, everyone was safe. Um, but it's interesting to see this video because you see their reaction, like, oh, yeah, 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 boom. Um, and it's just, I've talked about it on the podcast before. We can't trust technology that much. It terrifies me. Especially living and driving in Los Angeles, it terrifies me if there's going to be a bunch of idiots out there driving around just leave, relying on their car and the computer in their car. Like, I just, I can't. I can't even handle that. Like, drivers are already bad enough. We just, we had an accident not far from my house. A three-car accident because a couple people ran stop signs. Ran stop signs. Accidents. Oh, I don't trust this driverless car stuff. All right. We got a little common sense. I'm going to lay a little... Two, three minutes worth of common sense on you. So I had this happen to me last week. Last week. You still get these door-to-door solicitors. Door-to-door solicitors going to your house. So I'm sitting in my living room. I have my daughter napping in the back in her room. And I look out my window and I can see some people walking up my path. They actually, my gate was unlocked. I leave it unlocked during the day. And they're walking up fast. I'm like, who's the hell's coming to my house? Like, what's going on? And before I can even, like, get up to go answer the door, I hear this. And I have, like, a we have a front door and then a... Uh, 
like a metal security door, so I, I, which I love because I can leave the door open, like not this time of year as much, but during the spring when it's like nice, you get a nice little breeze. But the front door is closed, and I hear this bang, 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 like on the security door, banging on my security door. And I open the door, I'm like, can I help you? And it's these two guys, first thing they say, well, I'm not selling anything. And I was like, that's fine. It's like, that's fine, but I'm not interested. They're like, but, 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 and I was like, no, no, thank you. Good luck out there. And I literally, I said, it. I was like, good luck out there, but I'm not interested. And as I started to walk away, I was like, word of advice. There's a lot of families around here. My, I have my daughter sleeping in the back and you just came banging on my door. Maybe don't bang on the next person's door like that. And I just walked off. And there's some stupid, like, you know, here's the thing. And that, that was the day. Cause I've never had a no solicitor sign. I went, you know what? Time for a no solicitor sign. Cause I don't care. I, like there's nobody selling me anything that I want that's coming to my door. Most schools, just an FYI, especially in Southern California, but most schools really nationwide, they actually tell students, they don't tell, they tell students not to go door to door when they're selling these things. You're not even going to see like Girl Scouts going door to door because they tell Girl Scouts not to go door to door. You, you sell them to your friends and everything else. And you know what, dude? I get enough junk mail that I throw straight into my recycling bin and I get enough emails. If you want to get at me, that's the way to do it. Like you, you have a, sm you have a better chance of that than banging on my door like an asshole. I'm going to save this USPS story. I would like to point out uh, the new hot thing right now is everyone's cracking down on service animals. We saw the ridiculous thing with the peacock, and they're like, oh, people, how could you do this? I would not to, you know, give, oh, maybe we got to do a little bit. Yeah, we talked about fake service animals like eight months ago, close to, it wasn't a year ago, like eight months ago, and the impact that had. So, once again, go tell us the wall podcast ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. I just got to pat myself on the back. I mean, that's really, it's just coincidental, but I pat myself on the back for that. Um, and one more thing. You know what? Let's talk about it. I'm going to save. We got a little story, and this is a bit of a warning. Uh, you know what? Here, we got, we got a minute left. Uh, there is a story that came out, and this really, I'm just saying this as a warning to many of you out there. Uh, and there's a mother who put out a report that, you know, we all have these car seats. If you have kids, you know what a car seat is. And then you put a mirror in your car so when you have a rear-facing car seat so that you can see your kid. Got, we have one in each of our cars. Both of our cars have a car seat and a mirror. Uh, well, what happened was this woman claims, and I, I believe her because it's possible, uh, that sunlight came in the window, bounced off the mirror, and actually burned a hole in the car seat. So I bring this up just as a warning. If you have a car seat and a mirror, I don't. I, it's hard for me to imagine. Like, I have tinted, and not serious tinting, but, like, I have tinted when. I don't think there's a lot of that happening. Um, and additionally, I think if you have one of those shades, I keep a shade, and we have a shade in each of our, in, in both cars that we have, uh, a shade that goes on the side where my daughter sits in her car seat so that she's not getting a bunch of sun coming in despite the tinted windows. Again, not crazy tinted, but, but tinted windows. Um, and the last thing I will leave you with, on the note of common sense and the ridiculousness that comes out of Florida, because we know not a lot of great things come out of Florida, with the exception of maybe your favorite podcast host ever who happened to be born in Miami. No, I'm kidding. There's not all terrible things coming out of Florida. This one's ridiculous, though. Uh, there is a news piece out of Bradenton, Florida, where the goodwill there actually was sorting through some donations in the back. If you've ever been to a thrift store, if you ever donated, you know, they sort through all this stuff. Found a loaded grenade launcher not a loaded gun a loaded freaking grenade launcher and we don't have a problem with gun control in this country think about that wall fans i will leave you with that in fact uh and don't forget 
patrons. These are coming your way, common sense stickers. Hashtag common sense stickers. If you're a patron, you're already getting one or two or ten of these. You know, we're, we're getting them out to you. And additionally, if you're interested in getting one of those hashtag common sense stickers, hit us up. Hit us up. You know, send me a message. Make me laugh. Use a hashtag common sense on the White House Yelp page. Maybe that'll get you a hashtag common sense sticker. But we'll be papering those around, getting them into people's hands, and send me awesome pictures. Like, if you get it, you know, somewhere cool, don't be vandalizing stuff, anybody, but if you get it somewhere cool, send me a picture, you know? Don't be putting it on your kid's head or anything. That's that's not good. No, no. Please don't do that. Uh, on that note, Wall fans, thank you for joining me. If you're not aware, if you just listen to all this and you're still not aware, I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This is Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, and this has been episode 44 don't forget follow us on facebook facebook.com slash go tell to wall you can also follow us on twitter at tell the wall pod and at magic muppet uh search for us on youtube just look for go tell to the wall pod just look for go tell to the wall and you can subscribe on youtube most importantly check out seanorourkelive.com that will take you to all of those things including some additional photos that you will not see anywhere else and links to our patreon page and other ways to support the podcast financially morally and all that good stuff so check us out there ah thank you for joining us this week wall fans common censors this has been as i said episode 44 and remember whatever you do do it with passion and no matter where you go no matter what you do no matter who you meet and no matter why you're doing it always always use common sense <laughs>